A new year, a new government, a new start. The mega canners are boosted and or recovered and ready to analyse the shit out of German politics in the year 2022. Also, finally someone explains what the Bundesrat is for and then there's the parlous state of Germany's sausage situation. Mahlzeit! Finally, finally time for another episode of Megan's Megacan. I'm Megan, returned from Corona times, <laughs> Corona land. I'm here with Expert Inner Magazine and Conrad Werner. Hello, Conrad. Hello. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. We've not done this since November. I had to check. I thought our um, iTunes feed had broken because it said because <laughs> we've not done one since November. And I remembered that we really haven't. No, we need to get yeah. one of those like passive aggressive watches that people have that tell them that they haven't moved enough. <laughs> that thing that you do that's supposed to be regular. You haven't done it for ages. But um, not all of that was our fault. No. Well, we were away. We were both away in different places. We were. You were um, in Mexico, which is very exciting. I went away to Mexico and uh, you went, well, to Ireland for your, your I did, Christmas. I did, unlike everyone in Ireland, got coronavirus. <laughs> um, so... What was that like? How are you feeling Let's now? Let's have some booze and then I will tell okay. you of my Corona experience, which is actually okay, uh, not bad at all. Okay, because we haven't done this for ages, I went with our classic favourites. So you're having a ginger yeah, and uh, Jack Daniel and ginger and I'm having this a gin and happened. tonic. That's a perfect. And when was the last time you had a mega can? I did, since the last time we did this, I haven't had one. I actually, <laughs> no, that can't possibly be true of me, but I definitely haven't had one since before the school holiday. For a while, for weeks. Let's okay. let's begin. Cheers. Cheers. I like the I like having the ginger ones. Mm, I know you do. Especially in winter. Holy God, that is absolutely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Obviously, I've been with my family, so I've been drinking a lot of gin and tonic, but in can form. Also, don't have to go down to the, my brother's basement. He built a bar down in his basement. My brother's in case oh. coronavirus stopped us and it didn't we just all got coronavirus and then used the bar downstairs but i haven't had to make this so you so that so in so, the evening you used you, you went up, should we go to the pub and then you because you were in isolation you all went downstairs yeah kind of i had the most privileged corona experience but it was quite nice because 2021 was a bit of a shit year and so the universe gave me a little gift which was to give me a very mild dose and give all my family a mild dose of coronavirus so we had mm. to spend another week together which is really nice do you think it was omicron I don't know, but I am assuming it was because okay. A, the two things we know kind of maybe about Omicron is that it was milder. A few of us were a little bit more sick, had a bit of a cough and didn't feel so good for a couple of days. But after that, we're fine. My mum luckily was absolutely fine, apart from she lost her sense of taste. And then every time she did like a Chanel test, she was like, do I feel bad? It's positive. I thought it was fine. Maybe I'm sick. <laughs> I was like, okay. But um, it was quite funny. But the other thing was, it's just so contagious. We'd kind of had contact with like quite a large group of people, all of whom were vaccinated. And I have to say, Chanel tested. How effective are those? We don't know. No. They're not. Anyway. um, And you were singing in a pub, you just said. You went to a pub and had a singing session. No, Well, some people were singing. We were singing adjacent. And actually, the people who were singing, because they were a bit further away, managed to not get coronavirus, at least Ah. in the first wave. Anyway, yeah, it went through everyone. 
um it was just so like with the exception of very few people so so then your your whole family does mean business well fact, it was quite good (laughs) because it was so someone the the Schnell test were like positive for two for my sister's boyfriend and my mum and we like sent them upstairs to quarantine in their rooms luckily my brother's house has got quite a lot of rooms and he lives in the middle of nowhere so it was kind of we weren't crowded around loads of people but then we all went for New Year's Day PCRs really hungover which is grim and in the UK they do this thing of like you go through a drive through I went to the municipal offices in Armagh which is this old Georgian building which I actually got married in many moons ago and you like drive up in the car park we had to go in convoy they're so nice, obviously, in Northern Ireland, but it's just like lots of people in high-fizz vests and they're just, you here for your week corona test, okay? Here you go. And you have to like go. <laughs> There's just like three of us in a Peugeot something <laughs> trying to swab our, our tonsils with these sticks and oh, you do all yourself. really fucking hungover. You do it yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. No one will test you in the UK. No mm-hmm. one does. So you do it yourself and they think, and we were having a really difficult time. And then mm. like the rest of the family who were in car number one were like, you all right? You were taking ages. <laughs> and then they come over and help and that's fine. And then it gets put, a wee woman comes over with a garbage grabber and takes your bags of tests and puts yeah. them in a bin. Okay. And then they go away and they actually, considering the backlog, like they did a very good job of getting them through. But the results were coming in like completely random. At, I think spread out over a period of about eight hours and you'd get a text. And then it would just be like, we'd all lateral flow and then sit in the living room. And then people would get their results and they'd just quietly put their mask on and leave the room and go to their bedroom. But then when the corona patients in the floor above, the corona ward started to outweigh the people downstairs, we staged a coup and took over the house. And then my brother, who was the only healthy one left at that stage, had to be in the attic, which was a bit mean. Mm. But And did he survive? Did he get he through the He seems to have survived. He did, he got but he through. is a beast of a man and he also had coronavirus before. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe he fought it off. Anyway, so that's a long story short. I am very aware that we had a very, very, very lucky brush with COVID. But I do think this is indicative of the situation at the moment, which seems to be that fucking everyone is getting it. Yeah. Um, Germany today recorded a a new infection record, 90,000. Holy motherfucking hell. Yeah. um, Which is obviously still a way behind the UK, which I think is still over 100,000 a day. In Ireland um, at one point, whenever we were there, and this we were just on the border, 50% of tests they were doing were coming back positive. 50%. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Anyway, right. important things. I know I keep going on about it, but we were very lucky. And it was like, particularly like my mom is obviously 60. It could have been very, very different if right. she wasn't thrice vaccinated. Well, in so the meantime. So it is important. And, and we all had a, an easy time of it because yeah. I think we're vaccinated yeah i got boosted this week yay yeah and it's very easy i didn't have an appointment i just heard i went to the messer and i was in and out in 40 minutes fill in a for you that's just good join the queue with no appointments yeah fill in a little form and then you just go this queue and then another queue and then sit in a little room and wait for the doctor to come and she injects you and then and they, they've organized it so that you can you can just order which one you want when you get into the room it's like McDonald's. Yeah, you can you sit there. <laughs> it used to be that you you had to you had to say at the beginning if you wanted a particular yeah. vaccine, but now you just sit in the little cubicle, 
And the doctor says, so which one do you want? Which one are we having today? And you and just I was pick like, up like right hand or left hand. <laughs> yeah. And then they say, and then I was like, oh, Moderna, because I'd had two Modernas before. I might mm. have thought I might as well have three. And uh, and then she the and then she puts the she put a little coloured tag like a plastic tag in the window, and there were soldiers, there's Bundeswehr members there who were who were like basically distributing the vaccine. So whoever, if you put like a red one, you got a Moderna, and then mm-hmm. he would like hand the thing to the doctor. And the Those Impfzentrum, if you haven't been, I honestly, and you want to go get a booster, go and do it because yeah. they are unbelievable i know i complained about the inf strategy at the beginning but now that that is up and running it is german yeah. efficiency at its fucking Very finest good. with a little bit of berlin club <laughs> vibes particularly if you go to tegel so yeah there's a lot of young I'll, people in who work in there and um yeah, it's uh, well, anyway, uh, yeah. kind of interesting. Well, it was, anyway, it was a very simple procedure. And yeah. You don't need an appointment anymore. Um, yes, and people should get their booster because basically it's now starting, particularly in Berlin. You have got, to, even if you're twice vaccinated, you need to be boosted to enter things or tested. So well, your second one is starting to be invalid. So yeah you need to if you want they want to bring it in the um if you want to get into restaurants you need to have three boosts. i think they have brought it in from today (laughs) i think we're just discussing this like too like (laughs) what is our fucking purpose here Uh, it is true yeah the situation is is wild oh yeah Yeah. they kept reducing the um because when like before i left in december they said you should get your booster after six months and then suddenly it was five months and now it's three months get just god just go it doesn't matter just keep getting them anytime you have a spare afternoon just go and get a half dose of moderna shoved into you hmm. so what else has been happening in journey well since we lasted a podcast there is now a new government hey. angela merkel the angela merkel era has finally ended isn't that crazy and now we have the the on December the I think it was the seventh, the uh, new coalition contract was signed, and then they were all sworn in a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. Each every single minister in the Bundestag in a big ceremony. That um, must have taken ages. Well, I think I mean, I mean oh, it's I mean, only the ministers, not yeah, the, the ministers, members. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. God, they'd still be going if it was like all <laughs> yeah, millions no. of them. And uh, now we've got all these new policies, and we have to like see what is in store. And for the next year, um, we talked about who was going to be which minister, I think, in the last one. We did. But, we did. Um, so if you, like I, have either no knowledge or can't remember, <laughs> you can check out the last episode. Yeah. I've forgotten everything. And if you want to do your revision. Um, and we have now, yeah, and then meanwhile, the CDU, Merkel-less CDU, has got to rebuild itself after the calamity of the election where they got their lowest ever result yeah. in their history. And so they're going to change leaders again, aren't they? Yeah, and it's important to remember that the CDU is like there was it's like dominated German politics mm-hmm. since Germany has existed since this version of Germany has mm-hmm. existed mm-hmm. in 1949. Um so they've been like there's no other party has been in power longer than the CDU. So it's kind of like we're in a we're in a little bit of like the 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 off season where there's like no CDU. It's like what what can Germany do without a CDU? Can, please God, they... let us use this time wisely. <laughs> Holy God! Because they've built the whole image around being the party of government, you know, and now now they have to rebuild that image out of who the people they've got, and they've picked a new leader already, although he's not been confirmed yet. <sighs> um, so they were going to have a big leadership battle, but this one has been decided pretty early. 
because they let the members vote. Yeah, so I think we discussed this a little bit, didn't we? They were going to put it to the membership vote because the CDU doesn't really know how to define itself. Like it's kind of stuck in this, well, if we're not Merkel, then who who are are we? (laughs) Um, And it's kind of like, do we go maybe to the right and court some people that have gone to the AfD or do we want to try and be more like modern and, you know, hey, the planet's on fire. Do we need all of these Volkswagens (laughs) being pumped out all the time? And what have they what have they done, Conrad? What have they decided to do? Well they've picked Friedrich Merz. They fucking have. As their next leader. And he's finally succeed well, he's not actually been confirmed as leader. There's they're gonna have a party conference at the end of the, the month, but it's gonna still it's pretty much definite that he's gonna be the leader. And now it's up for debate whether he'll be the parliamentary leader too, which is like a different office that is also important. Like it's like there's a lot of been a lot of debate about whether whether the leader of the party should also be the parliamentary leader and whether there should be different person and there's like a, a power struggles going on anyway well, so i'm gonna say no because i think the, the the fewer pies that man has his fingers in <laughs> dirty dirty fingers in and uh but to uh, answer your question because uh he uh, he has been notably in his like leadership campaign he has been like notably singing a slightly different tune in terms of... Uh, I'm giving you my I am not impressed with this <laughs> face, but it's obviously silent. Because yes. he's realised all, all the analysis from the election uh, came to the conclusion that the CDU lost the most voters to the SPD and the Greens. Okay, all right. And so they were like, well, okay, well, we have to try and win those voters back more than we want to win AFD voters back, you know? So that seems kind of interesting because there's this thing between, okay, people have lost favor with the CDU because they realized that there may be a more outdated party. They believed in Merkel, but they don't believe in like Christian democratic tradition. Let's keep everything going. Yeah. But then the CDU have realized that, but they've also got their sort of more conservative right wing candidate because the people who are still left in the CDU have sort of said that that's what they want. That's a difficult thing for Matsi to try and do is like hold on to the grassroots grassroots is a slightly ridiculous term to use i think so he's good because they didn't vote for friedrich Merz, but like a less conservative less capitalist less they could have chosen norbert rutgen who is much more centrist cdu much more like merkel like Mm. cdu but they went for a friedrich Merz. they could have done norbert rutgen with a conservative flavor or they could have gone Friedrich Merz with a liberal flavor, and they went Friedrich Merz with a liberal flavor. They, they kind of like. I, I don't think the li- liberals are going to like Friedrich Merz, whatever way you flavor him. So maybe this is also good news yeah. for people who don't want the CDU to be back in power. Yeah, and the we other like thing our is planet not on fire. The other thing is that a lot of people think the, the if you if you listen to the the political pundits of Germany, they think that you are my <laughs> political pundit. <of> <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me more. They think that Merz won't be more than an interim leader anyway. I cannot. I'm sorry. I am a young-ish woman. <laughs> I cannot live through. I feel like the fucking Queen Elizabeth leader living through all of these CDU leaders who I have to get to know and give a shit about. I can't do it anymore. No. Okay. Well, this brings me... <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> so, moving into the election year 2022... There are four regional elections oh, this year. More. And okay, what is interesting cool. about this is what is interesting about these elections is that they could decide who the next CDU leader could be. Is oh, the kind of point. all right. 
Because <laughs> I was very enthusiastic there, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you don't really I care. just don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll try and get this through this in the next three minutes. But basically, so there's four regional elections. Do you want okay. to know which regions? Yes, please. Saarland. Okay. North Rhine-Westphalia. Yes. Schleswig-Holstein. Yes. And uh, Niedersachsen, Lower Saxony. Interesting. They're all, so that is, they're, all, they're all Western states. They're all Western the, states. All so Niedersachsen is Western, Saxon is yeah. thing. Austin, yeah. Niedersachsen is the state of, of Volkswagen, a, is where Wolfs, Wolfsburg is. So presumably they go CDU? No, they're currently led by SPD. But, oh, um, well, the... <laughs> but anyway... So they have these, there are these four elections. Okay. And in a couple of these places, there are like young up and coming CDU leaders. For example, the uh, minister president of Schleswig-Holstein is called a guy called Daniel Gunther. Uh-huh. He's in his 40s. And, um, a spring chicken. A spring the, chicken. The, <laughs> There's a couple of spring chickens. In the uh, CDU. <laughs> the, the, the leader of the CDU, the guy who took over from Armin Laschet, who you probably remember, kind of has, has disappeared he will slowly this is probably the only period of time that i will remember armin lasher he's gonna um he's called henrik wust but he took over from i mean lasher in uh north rhine westphalia mm-hmm. and he's now like the like kind of interim minister president until the, the election this year because because mm-hmm. uh, and uh so yeah, so he's up for election, and if he wins his election, or if uh, Daniel Gunther does really well in his election, suddenly they will be very powerful in the CDU, right? So that okay, could, okay. even though even though Matt's job is to rebuild the CDU in the over towards the next election, even if he does rebuild the CDU, he can't do it without strengthening other rivals that he might have in future. If people are twenty years younger mm. than him who have more of a future and they will they will people who are like the next generation so it's almost as if these this next year could decide the post mats generation of cdu leaders anyway that's just a little I bit just, of politics I, <laughs> I just i don't know it like it it's interesting in a way from like a social phenomenon i guess our center conservative parties in germany looking at how that last election went like how much future yeah i mean do they have and Particularly if they're going to enfranchise, please to God, 16 and overs and migrants. Because if they do that, as I've said before, (laughs) CDU, just gardening leave. Go and take all of that money you made with BlackRock (laughs) for your commands and just enjoy it. (laughs) So, yeah, so there's those four elections and they they will be more important for... And when are those coming up? When do I start getting excited? The the first one is in Zaland in March. (gasps) Zarland is on my list of Bundesländer that I haven't visited. Oh, yeah, it's very small. I've never yeah. been to Zarland. That's the one I've never visited. The only one? Maybe yes. we should go on a road trip. To Zarland. We visit can Zaarland. canvas opinion. We can tell them we're... It's a kind of little... It's very small. It's like a yeah. pocket next to France. Yeah. It's like all they're all a bit French there. That'd be nice. <laughs> I, I just said that. I don't know if that's true. That's really un- just, uh, incredibly <laughs> offensive. They were, they were really angry about it. <laughs> they're not bloody French bastard. Anyway, so yes. they're, they're those elections. But, that, but the, I wanted to explain because we've often had when we talk about regional elections, we often talk about the Bundesrat. Yes, and it's and often I feel like I have not been very clear about what the Bundesrat is and what it does. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I should explain it more clearly. So I, I think thought this might be a good opportunity. I sh- we should actually 
which is somewhat embarrassing at this stage of the podcast. Maybe we could do an episode of how German, like how does Germany not the work? Personalities involved. Who goes to what building and does what <laughs> with whom? Well. <laughs> It's funny. So this is uh, talking about buildings. So the Bundesrat meets in a building opposite the um, Mall of Berlin. You know them on Leipziger Straße. Mm-hmm. There's a building opposite that, mm-hmm. and its name is in English the Prussian House of Lords. It's called the, the Preussische Herrenhaus. That's the official name of the building. Okay. And so that makes it confusing because you make makes you think that it's like the House of Lords. But, yes. Which it is and it isn't in a different ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> we know that most parliaments have got two houses, right? Yes. And things have to pass through both houses to be in going to law. Yeah. But the Bundesrat is not really like the House of Lords or the Senate in America. It's more like a kind of it's a kind of representation of all the regional governments. So this is why the regional elections are very important, because those guys sit on the Bundesrat. But in practice, they don't often get to block. Ah, They do have to vote through some laws, but not all of the laws. And is that who... What is that decision based on? So which laws go to the Bundesrat and which don't? That's based on whether the states have jurisdiction over those laws. So whether in the constitution it says the states have jurisdiction over, like, for example, education. Yes. Like, that would have to go to the Bundesrat. Okay, only... if they wanted to introduce a Bundesweit education law. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, something okay, like, like, okay. It has, to have, it has to say in the constitution the states have power over this, and then, okay. the, then it has to pass through the... In the, the state. constitution. Yeah. So in a way, it's not really comparable to the House of Lords and the so, But how many people are in the Bundesrat and who goes there? There are 69 seats mm-hmm. and they are, they are chosen by each state government. So when they're elected, they're, they're chosen by the state. They're not okay. elected directly okay. Or, okay. Even, or even by the state parliaments. They're elected, they're just chosen by the um, governments themselves and they're usually just themselves. They're, they just choose the, like, which, like the, the, the minister-president of a particular state will just be in the Bundesrat himself or herself and sit and the other thing is that they but how then and then bring like some pals with them yeah other members of the cabinet often <laughs> of the state cabinet so like you have the Bavarian state cabinet and then you'd have like Marcus Zuda and then other people and then they would pick Marcus Zuda and his pals coming up on the train to go to yeah. the Prussian Helen house he must fucking love that <laughs> uh, and and the other weird thing about the 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 Bundesrat is that they have to vote uh, by law, they have to vote as a block, as the whole state government has to vote for the same thing. They can't if they. So in every every government in every state government in Germany is a coalition, right? There's mm-hmm. no one party state. Ah, but in the Bundesrat, they have to agree. They have to agree, and if they don't agree, then they have to abstain. So they they don't vote at all. <laughs> That's wild. That's like if you can't get along. And play nicely, everyone's toys are taken away. Yeah. That's brilliant. Is it? I don't know. I'm quite <laughs> drunk. How's your mega can? Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this very much. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm talking about something that I've actually read about. 
And, I mean, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm glad to. And I've even been corrected about it on a few things. So I actually, I'm pretty sure. Oh, good. It's been I'm run actually past on experts. solid ground now explaining good. what the Bundesrat is. So that is. So they don't really have a lot of. So well, the point is, that it doesn't really have. In practice, it doesn't have a lot of power. And in fact, it doesn't have. It's had less and less power over the years because the the like the the party system is like fragmented a little bit more. It used to be like in the sixties and seventies, there'd be all the lender, all the states in Germany were either CDU states or SPD states, and then it was clear who would be who would run the Bundesrat, like if they had a majority. And then there would be a situation like you know, like in America, you always hear about oh, the White House wants to do this and that but it's being blocked by the Senate because yes. because the other party has the majority in the Senate. Yes. And it used to be more like that in Germany because okay. there was two bigger parties. But now the parties have got a lot smaller. Yeah. And the, the like smaller parties like the FDP and the Greens and the AFD have got more power. And not the AFD because they're not in the Bundestag because they're not in any state government. Whoop, yeah. whoop. Yeah. But the Greens <laughs> and the FDP and in Bavaria, the Freie Wähler, they have this like, extra party and... They were like a weird party, only in Bavaria, in Baden-Württemberg. So they have like more power because they're in the Bundesrat, but that kind of that has weakened the big parties a lot more. So now it's much more... Um, you can never tell what the Bundesrat is going to vote, and, it, and the, there's no power block in the Bundesrat which can block what the Chancellery wants to do. Okay, the thing. so it's just a... They kind of... They, they have to pass certain laws, and they, they have like still have an important constitutional role... But, but they it, can't politically. They have much less power than the Senate does in America. Okay, okay. And they're and they're unelected. They're just like representatives. They're more like representatives of the state governments. So they must just end up kind of mirroring what everyone has done in the Bundestag, yeah. do they? Presumably, if it's the same kind of like multiple party makeup. Yeah, and it's uh, or and, they and don't get to vote at all because no one wants to discuss stuff with yeah. Marcus Söder on the train again they'd rather just be like <laughs> I abstain <laughs> I cannot listen to that man for four hours again yeah and now and it's, it's just really complicated because now the government is made up of three parties the federal government is made up of three parties but if you look at the state governments they're all loads of different parties look I'll show you the composition of the Bundesrat oh. there's a little picture here Ooh. It's just like a kind of weird checkerboard. It looks like a cool, like Bauhaus um, <laughs> uh, painting, yeah. semicircle thing. Yeah, and they, these are all the different state governments, and there's like and you can see that it's just like a complicated checkerboard. And the bigger parties, there's no only. This is the other interesting fact that the only two states have got the same coalition in the whole of Germany at the moment. Oh, so it's that'd um, be a fun guessing game. <laughs> Can you give me the coalition and I'll guess the states? I I don't know what I'm doing. I barely know the 16 states. So the coalition is SPD, Green, Linker. In the states, SPD, Green, Linker. Yeah, and only two states in Germany have so that So Berlin coalition. is one of those. Yeah. I don't know, like Bremen maybe? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Come on. There's another city state. So, Bremen is brilliant, by the way. If you haven't been to Bremen, fucking go. It's yeah. excellent. Oh, what did you do in Bremen? It's also covered with coronavirus, so be careful. <laughs> go there anyway. <laughs> Maybe he's off. I don't know. I don't know what's appropriate anymore. I literally, I fucking hell. <laughs> For, stay outside. If you go there, stay outside. Do it. Wear a mask. To walk around. Yeah, yeah, we've got great beer, that one. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway. They, uh, you live by the Weser. 
it's it's a it's a delight. It's I'd a lovely love little town. Yeah, it's a lovely city, really. And anyway, yeah, and um, but all the other states in Germany have totally different coalitions, which means that the Bundesrat is this is like complicated, bewildering uh, checkerboard where no one has any um, like overwhelming power. So that is good for the federal government for for yeah. Schultz because they can just sort of decide things and they know that one way or another it'll pass through the parliament. Um, yeah. Well, unless the Bundesrat all decide to be. So that is what the Bundesrat is. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I think that was very genuinely very informative and good. What else? Oh, right. right. One other thing I wanted to talk about yes. was uh, cheap meat. Yes. Because this is a big issue in Germany. The Billy yeah, Fleisch it's a, debatter. It's a big issue in lots of places. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you got like, um, you know, sausages. You know, I really like sausages. I also do. It's really bad. <laughs> Not necessarily, like I don't hanker after the German ones, but oh my Lord, I ate a lot when I was home and they are, Yeah. oh God, they're so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big sausage fan generally. I like pretty much any sausage that you'd care to mention. <laughs> God, I'm really... Do we always do this when we're this drunk? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, so... It doesn't seem responsible at all. <laughs> okay. So, the Billig Fleischdebatte. Yeah, we have a new agriculture minister. Yes. Cem Özdemir. Yes. Former leader of the Green Party. Um very much a kind of like like veteran of the party, like mm-hmm. quite quite a lot of authority. He's been in the Bundestag for twenty five years. Oh wow! Um, he was one of the first um, Bundestag members of Turkish um, descent. Mm-hmm. So he was like, and uh, he's very important. He's been making a big deal about the fact that um, Germans should stop eating so much cheap meat because it's bad on a lot of different levels. And it's, yeah, uh, it's bad for your health for one thing, because mm-hmm. it means that well you get fat and heart get heart disease. Not good. <laughs> and it's bad because it, and there's also a lot of um, salt in it and everything that's very bad. And um, it's also bad for the environment because Germany's not going to meet its um, climate change targets if it has such a massive meat industry. Um, yeah. And uh, it's also very bad for farmers. Who grow all the animals? Mm-hmm. You don't say grow the animals, do you? you no, do, you I breed the animals. They husband them. Animal <laughs> husbandry. What do they do? Yeah, they oh God! All the farmers because they yeah, they have raise to, the livestock. I they think. raise right yeah. exactly. Good. Right, thank you. Yeah. Raise the livestock. So he says like it's really bad, and uh, because they don't get paid fairly. No. So presumably the profit goes to big supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize this, but. The supermarkets have got, and the, not the, only the supermarkets, but also the the major slaughterhouses, the Tunis. You might have heard of Tunis. Uh, we the, have, because they were notorious for their terrible working conditions, which yeah. meant corona outbreaks all the time between their poor, yeah. amongst their poor staff. Yeah, they employ a lot of um, uh, people from Romania and stuff. Who they then workers. house also in yeah. substandard accommodation, which then... So those kind of companies, those massive companies, they make a killing. And what they do is... Um, I'm enjoying that you just made an unintentional pun about slaughterhouses <laughs> making a killing. Well Very done. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, and what I didn't know was that um, the farmers 
they 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 like they have to sign a contract with those big companies saying they will only get paid what the like a proportion of what they sell mm. so they don't even they don't even know how much they're going to get paid oh my god and i knew it was bad for farmers and i think it's the same with dairy, like milk as well yeah but apparently with milk it's the worst yeah that, it's that's the really most exploitative bad. system so that so that the the, the the supermarkets like aldi and idica they can just say we'll pay you like whatever like one percent of whatever we we sell that's but that's shocking just, so they don't get any they don't know even like a month in advance how much they're going to get paid for the milk that they produce yeah it's a kind of like an exploitative system so yeah chem Esdemir is um making a big thing about how we this is unsustainable in in the long term people have to and but he's also kind of off like making like gently telling the german people the meat is going to have to get more expensive at some point yeah because there was a study there was an actually an agricultural um, there was like a, a study that actually came out in the, under the last government with, uh, I think it was various federations and environmental groups, and they figured out how much uh, meat should cost to offset the environmental damage that it does. Mm. And they and they came up with something like, like a, apparently like a kilo of beef costs 14 euros now. And if it was, if it was ecologically fair price, it mm-hmm. would be more like 80 kilos. 80 euros oh yeah sorry (laughs) yes i'm fine i'm fine between the both of us we're sober enough to steal this steer this just steal the ships 80 80 euros per kilo yeah right well that that's a lot kind of makes sense if you think about what steak costs in a restaurant i think seems to be but then restaurants also they have to then that's not me cooking my own steak that's a restaurant having to pay staff and everything to bring my fucking steak to me because i'm a pig who thinks she's henry the eighth no this is just food this is just um money that would offset the kind yeah. of damage to the environment yeah I was pollution that's, and and the, yeah and it, and it destroys biodiversity as well like livestock it's really bad for the oh, environment it's terrible um <laughs> so one way or another he kind of said that farmers are going to have to get some kind of state subsidy to um uh, uh, keep animals in a more humane way as well that's the other thing it's this like, is the other thing it's bad for animals isn't it like if your sausages have only cost this much and someone's given up their like life for that what was the quality of that life like everything no. that is too cheap to be um, good is bad so <laughs> that is that's why obviously the build Zeitung and all the um, the oh. kind of right wing press have like come out and said like oh he wants to as Demir he wants to uh, um, take away your schnitzel. There's a big thing yeah. about schnitzel and your pork schnitzel. But um, according to a Greenpeace survey, a majority of Germans are actually in favour of um, yeah. higher prices and would would wouldn't mind paying a bit more for meat. Yeah. Um, if it meant better conditions for animals and better quality meat. Yeah. And so they've. Uh, I think so politicians and we'll the media really stop need like need to stop being so down on and it is also particularly like demographics in society where they're like well people will never stand for that because they love their cheap sausages and whatever and have to drive their cars everywhere it's like people are essentially wanting the best for the most people and if you explain to people like the reasons behind this 
You don't even have to. They already know. They're like, oh, yeah, it's probably terrible. Raise the prices. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe pay us, like, decent wages and, like, sort out fucking Hartsphere or the Burger Girls. I don't even know what's happening there, but I'm sure I won't be happy with it. Yeah. And then, like, everyone, like, empowering people to make better choices and they will make choices that are better for everyone. Like, look what fucking coronavirus did. People have shut themselves up in their homes. Their businesses got destroyed. The vast majority of people were just like, this is what I have to do to save the planet. <laughs> fine. I don't love yeah. it, but that's fine. And then the media are like, well, yeah, people will, normal, yeah. everyday Germans went to the, like, fuck you. What's an everyday German? It's just this kind of insulting thing that people use, I think, to whip up controversy. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm not an everyday German, but maybe everyday Germans are not that different from me. I this I think this is the thing, and people love to like divide us and put us into things, and then everyone gets cross. And I think people buy more papers or click on things, or they do share. Apparently, as a study, you're more likely to share things uh, if you are in on social media, like news articles and stuff. Like if you're in a bad mood or if you're angry you like just share this is outrageous so if they get people like yeah whipped up into a like either oh people don't want to give up their sausages or i shouldn't have to give up the sausages or if we just had like imagine having a responsible media imagine the build was just like you know what guys here it is here are the facts this is what we could do these are the pros these are the cons make your own decision yeah here's a picture of a pig here's a picture of a farmer and also people will get behind, <laughs> like, people will get behind like a, a common effort if it means saving if the world. It's about, exactly. <laughs> that's why loads, that's why most people have got vaccinated because they know they exactly. have to. Exactly. And, uh, and instead we're sold this thing because it is just about people wanting to fucking get more votes than the other people or get more clicks than the other people. <sighs> well, I think we did quite well there. Yeah, I've just realized that, like, I've just been like, why don't we just have responsible, non-emotional whipping people up into an angry fury stuff? I'm like, it's literally what you've just done for like 45 minutes (laughs) on a whole podcast. But Did you finish your mega can? No, you always suck yours. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm quite a fast drinker. Honestly, guys, if you want a thrill and the clubs are shut again, unfortunately, there's not so much thrills. Don't have a mega can for four to six weeks and then have one because wow wowie (laughs) it's like clubbing it's like going to a nightclub on your own in a can (laughs) (laughs) for 390 this was from your spatey oh yeah this is a bit more expensive have they gone up in prices inflation your spatey's fine though it's an excellent spatey it's taken over though they've taken over the next building They've put a cafe in there. Yeah. They've got seating in the road. You're going to be living in that spatey soon. <laughs> it's like a little empire. It is. <laughs> it's going to annex. It's going to annex the buildings. It is. Um, okay. Great. I think we've covered everything. I think I've I've completely covered the Billy Fleischdebatte. In I'm in, very in, pleased in, with your Bundesrat explanation as well. Explain the Bundesrat. Yeah, I think that's all the news. Oh. That's probably that's all the all the news you need to know. It's Friday night. I am both happily drunk and also <laughs> outraged. So I'm very pleased to be back. Great. Um, that's a, the old familiar hopefully feeling. People won't have forgotten us. So thank you for listening. If you are, we appreciate yes. your patience. 
Yes, thank you for listening. Oh, and uh, Happy New Year to um, Yoshi, who donated <gasps> some money. Yoshi's my favourite person, I think, <laughs> of 2022. He's... He's my hero of 2022. Thank you so much. Yeah, he sent us some money for... Uh for the last year which is very nice I look forward to spending that at your super duper spatey on megas yeah cool have a nice okay. weekend everybody or week or whatever try not to get for coronavirus definitely get your booster if you haven't got it yet dear god just go yeah what are you waiting for just get it done <laughs> Get, Get it, it done. done. Three's the charm. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but for the moment, three's the three's the magic number. Three's the ticket into your favourite lo- locale. Locale, unless it's a club, in which case, good luck. <laughs> Great. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>